Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast, covering Surrey, Hampshire and Berkshire. The show that brings you all the facts about your local area. We are always looking for new guests to talk to us. So if you'd like to come on to our podcast, email us at weeklyexperience at buzzpodcast.co.uk. So sit back and enjoy the Weekly Experience Podcast. So on today's weekly experience, still in a secret location for lockdown 2.0, we hear from Pickle Bear Preserves and find out more about this. So I thought I'll make some chutney with them, but I thought they have rather bland flavour. So what can I do to spice them up? And that's how Bossy Burner was born, just practising. And um, and that's your very first one. That was yeah. really my first one, yes. And it's still, it's really popular with everyone. Puts a smile on people's faces. Generally, they're not offended by the name. So, plus also we find out more from the traders of Elverton Heath Market. Plus, we find out more about a new venture in Fleet. It's going to be called Wonder and Wild. One, wonder. Wonder, wonder and, wild. and Wild. So, it's full of wondrous and wild things. Wow. Um, it's not going to be dull. There will be basics. People can buy basic pants and socks for their children once, um, say, the nationals are closed. So Bev talks more about her pants on the podcast today. Plus, also, we hear from Rachel and Becky from Bonkers Balloons and Beyond in Basingstoke. Plus, not forgetting the usual bits, the quiz. Plus, also, a special little quiz for today due to the American theme that possibly might relate to another new feature on the podcast as we go around the world. Plus also we have some music, plus also we have the unsung heroes in Thank You Very Much. So that's all coming up a little bit later on in the podcast. First of all, we go around the team. I am Rog, Jack is over there with the knobs and Beverly is here today on Lockdown 2.0. Hi, 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 hi. Hi, yeah. How are we all today? Yeah, we're all good, thank you. All feeling fit and ready. Right, we've had an exciting week. What have we been up to? Come on. Uh-oh. Well, I have spent the weekend decoupaging a pig. Right, oh. okay, right. <laughs> Let's go back a little bit here. Explain. Come on. I've got this piggy bank, giant... Oh. Yeah, giant oh. china pink... I was thinking of the... Piggy bank. Kind. It is, but it doesn't do that noise. So, so no real pigs were harmed in this one, was it? No, okay. exactly. Oh, well, yeah. And I've never really liked the look of it, so I thought, right, I'm going to paint it. Well, I'm not a very good artist. You so painted a pig? That. No, I didn't paint a pig. I decoupaged it. And that is basically tearing up, posh words. tearing up little pieces of paper and then sticking them artistically <laughs> on on the material you're using. Were well, you really bored that week? <laughs> I think I Did must you have, have nothing did. else to do? Well, whatever week it is in lockdown right now. No. Right. And, and then it finished. And the trouble is I used the wrong material. It was shiny, shiny wrapping paper. And, well, I might put a photo up. Because oh, no, give us a photo. Oh, come on. Yeah. You've got to have a photo of this. <laughs> Send it across to Jack and we'll put that on the bottom of the podcast. Yeah, okay, I will do that. It's kind of a work in progress at all. I'll send you it. I'll send you it. You can do okay. what you want. So yeah. the pink was possibly pink in the beginning? Yeah, pale pink. And now it's a bright green and blue shiny. You bling the pink up. <laughs> <laughs> Beverly must have been totally bored at the weekend, everyone. (laughs) Dear me. Was it raining outside at the time? It wasn't. I could have gone and done that. You could have gone on a nice walk or something. (laughs) (laughs) Seemed like a good idea at the time. Anyway, Jack. Oh, dear. I've been painting my mug. No, not really. Um, (laughs) I've been playing with some LED lights, actually. Yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll explain a little bit more later, I think. Yeah, definitely in the podcast me mm. what did i get up to the weekend uh nothing really to be fair with you i was going to go out for a little bit of a walk but then nah 
So you're going on about me walk, not walking. I know. Walking. You, you didn't either. Thing is, in my household, I've got a housemate who says to me, oh, I'm going to go out jogging. And then Friday night, it's like, oh, let's sit down and watch a bit of telly. Should you have an Indian? Yeah, okay, we'll have an Indian. And then should we have a few beers? Yeah, okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah, sounds yeah. good at your house. And then, you know the running gets put off the next day because yeah. you're suffering aren't you completely yeah yeah, yeah. I and think then she'll go oh let's do it sunday then yeah okay yeah i'll I'll, I'll do the sunday lunch whatever for you blah 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 and that means i can go out for i'm going to meet in such and such as well and she's go and then about six o'clock last night i was like mm, you didn't get around to doing your run then <laughs> no. but there you go always excuses it's, it was that kind of weekend though wasn't it i think we just wanted to do cozy things plus also i was busy writing the script of the show yes exactly <laughs> That's i know it doesn't feel like i do a script for the show but we do do a script for the show don't we we do you do yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. He keeps i think i narrow i think i'm gonna pass it over to you guys oh to do a script one day oh no good script that's why we've got you doing it thanks, <laughs> thanks very much hey should we get on with the show then yes yep. right then uh, so our first report today takes us to the Elderton Heath Market, which is uh, on every second Saturday of the month, except in January, when they take a little bit of a break. Let's say hello to Anita and Ian from Pickle Pear Preserves. Hi. Hello there. Good morning. A homemade in Frogmore. Home about five miles away. My goodness, you're, you do it in the kitchen? In my domestic kitchen, so yes. So it must be a hive of activity and beautiful smells. Um, yes, the smells can be be a little bit overpowering from time to time and my extractor fan does work very hard particularly when I've got a big pot of chutney on the go right what's your, what's your favorite one are we allowed have you got a favorite uh, one? one of our favorites is our body burner chutney because Ooh. um it's got a funny name but it's an excellent chutney how and did it makes get the people Come laugh on. you've got to tell Talk us how to get the name story, yeah. um right the story is that uh, some years ago now um Ian really got keen on uh, Ian. Ian my partner on growing uh, vegetables in the garden and we got a glut and the freezer was full and I didn't know what to do with the rest of it the neighbours didn't want to know us anymore because uh, they were sort of avoiding us because uh, they didn't That's want our, nice. our leftover veg <laughs> so I learned when you're there I, every day it does tend to be make you unpopular yeah. <laughs> I learnt to preserve and um, it's like a skill on its own, isn't it? It For is. The first time this year, yes. I've had done tomatoes and peppers. She's showing yes. off now. Yes. But I'm sure when we come to taste them, they probably you'll won't be, be surprised. But yeah. yes, you, it, it takes time, and with preserves, you need patience generally because um, you've got to wait, let them mature a bit, let flavours develop. But um, yes, what I I did do is I had a huge glut of courgettes. Anybody that grows courgettes knows what I mean. And so I thought I'll make some chutney with them, but I thought they have rather bland flavour. So what can I do to spice them up? And that's how Bossy Burner was born, just practising. And um, and that's your very first one. That was yeah. really my first one, yes. And it's still it's really popular with everyone. puts a smile on people's faces. Generally, they're not offended by the name. Um, no, it's really nice to open up yes. your cupboard or your fridge and see yes. that in there. It's yes. nice to make you smile. I would think. Yes. What got you the love of doing this as a kind of um, a business because um, I got the opportunity I <laughs> I made so many preserves and um, I had a friend who runs a charity um, event and they asked me if I'd like to take a stall and just sell my excess for charity so I tried it and um, uh, it was really quite successful and so I did four charity events and then decided okay I think I might try and actually do this as a 
um, a semi-professional hobby in conjunction with my full-time job, which I'm still doing. Oh, gosh. Um, but in, on, in order to sell these things commercially to the public, you have to have environmental health inspection and certification, so I went through that. Absolutely and critical. Yes, and... Um, that was about four years ago, and um, so have, on, you, have yes. you found have you found it more difficult post the lockdown? Because I would have expected, obviously, you can't do that now, but have a little practice yes. and a taste. Yes. Funnily, yeah, I, funnily enough, the uh, the post post lockdown experience, whilst we're not able to do the samples that we did before, which were very popular with the public, we didn't feel it was conveying the right message in terms of protecting the public so we changed our display this is a quote covid display none of the stuff you see in front of you will be actually end up ending up in a, the public's pocket pocket it'll come from the stock we hold behind um football wise since lockdown i would say it has increased as people have become more aware of local producers quality product is available to them on their doorstep it's in an open environment they're probably safer from uh, contamination, and certainly you'll see all the stallholders here today who are taking COVID precautions to protect the public because, and themselves. Because you're a little business, everybody's a little community, it's exactly. all a local community, and we're all looking out for each other exactly. everywhere we go, it's like that. Yeah. We do have a lot of regulars as well, we've built up quite a, a clientele, and, and, and they all... here all the time? Yeah, every month, yes. Yeah, we had a little break in the summer, but that was nothing to do with COVID, that was other circumstances, but we're back full on now yeah. and is it the second Saturday of every month yes second right. Saturday of the month yes uh, except in January we don't have a market in January generally yeah. <laughs> and I find anyway with preserves I find my busiest time obviously is the lead up to Christmas and Presents people, people buy so many of them that come January their cupboards are still full so it's not it's a better time for me I spend my days and evenings um, hand peeling onions for pickled onions Oh my goodness. So how, many, how many are you creating? How many different kinds of I've prob- probably got between 40 and 50 lines. I don't always have them all available. Um, but because I'm doing it in my spare time, I don't have time to to do more. So. Anita started three years ago with eight product lines. Last, wow. last count, it was 48. Wow. And I bet you're creating more and more, aren't you? I want to. I do want to, yes. yes. And who's your taste tester? Um, yes, it, it is often Ian uh, yeah. and myself as well. Um, and I say it used to be the public as well. Sometimes I would have something that I was trying, and I'd have my favourite customers who try it, who taste it for me. Um, but of course, that I've had to stop that at the moment. But um, yes, yeah, gen- generally, if we have different palettes, so if we both like something or both accept something, then we think it's probably okay. One, yeah. of, the, one of the other things you will find about the genuine artisan producers. Hence why we have that. Genuine artisan. That will appear on most of our products now um, because if you speak to the producer, the producer will be able to talk to you about not just flavour and texture, but providence, where it comes from, is it sustainably produced, is it environmentally good for the planet? Um, they well, know the story. Yeah, yeah. We, people know we sell a product called a meddler jelly. Most people don't know what a meddler is anymore. I won't bore you with the history, but it goes back to medieval England when knights were old and all that. It is absolutely a fantastic product with a nice, ripe, deep camembert or a brick. 
No, you wouldn't know that unless you were a producer no. who liked cheese, liked preserve. And said it with sincerity like you are. It, it's, if, you, if we didn't believe in the product, we wouldn't do it. We've had disasters, of course we have. Normally uh, Anita makes a range of curds which are taste-wise off the planet. I love a lovely curd. So one day Anita decided that she would try passion fruit curd. And we thought, if that's anywhere near as good as the Clementine one, we're on a winner. It was fucking disgusting. It wasn't the passion fruit. It wasn't the passion fruit. No. What was mango? mango. I'm sorry, mango. Mango. Oh, it was mango. Mango, mango curd. You would, you would think, yeah. as we did, mango, lovely. No. But it was awful. It's like wallpaper paste. <laughs> so not everything, not everything So where works. do you get the recipes from? Um, I, um, it's a bit of a mi mixture. I, I have an idea and thank heavens for Google. And um, you'll generally find with a, a product that somebody's made it before. And there's usually different versions and you just, you just try them and, you know, and then you come up with something that you think is okay. But there's always room for improvement, of course. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. Because there's all a bit of a queue. Yes, but lovely. So Pickle Bear. And it's www.picklebear.co.uk. Yes. If they want to find you. Indeed. And they'll look you up. Yes. And I do apologise if my events pages are not today. And we're on Facebook too. <laughs> and you're on Facebook yeah. too. That's absolutely fine. We're down. Ah, uh, that was a lovely Anita and Ian from Pickle Bear Preserves. You can find them again at picklebear.co.uk on the intranet they were lovely great passion for that's an old two. word intranet intranet, intranet. Yeah, that's good yeah mm. they were very passionate about it weren't they one thing i found when we were there it's quite difficult for it was my first experience of not kind of tasting the um is it your 2020 style oh yeah it was you know because you want to dip in with a cracker and have a little taste and yeah. see what they were like they looked lovely i wanted to buy them all i think when i go back when we go back for the christmas one on the 12th of december um i think sometime 12th right. it is the 12th, yeah, 12th yeah. of december which is the second saturday of of the month um we possibly buy some of those and then bring some for jack to test i think that would be really good yeah. Is he one of those players that goes away at the weekends and plays those medieval games and dresses up and stuff? He's got that voice for it, isn't he? Oh, we, we could ask him. Yeah. He's got that voiceover kind of voice, isn't he? Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, he was good. It was nice, definitely. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Date in your diary, everybody. It's going to be a nice Christmas one. Yep, slow looking forward to that. Uh, yep. So we love the energy from those two. So we move around a little bit on this very wet and windy Saturday. Mm. Myself and Bev and speak to Debbie. So hello. I am Mrs. B. <laughs> Great Mrs. name. Burton. I love it. <laughs> Mrs. B's B. My surname is Burton. I went for a Burton. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's good. You must have searched for a long time. So all right. Well, my first name is Debbie, which is actually Hebrew for B. Oh. So that so was it's fortuitous, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to say serendipity there. Yeah. And I noticed you got a beautiful raffia bee. One customer made that and another customer made that. That's lovely. How, so tell us a little bit about the history. Well, I started beekeeping many, many, many years ago when I lived in Romania. And I moved back here and my son wanted his own hive and he was seven. So he got his own hives and I helped him keep the bees and I got some hives. And we all start as a hobbyist. And nobody likes to lose a swarm. So I've now got 220. 220 hives? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Slightly obsessive. Does it take a lot of upkeep? I've no yes. idea. Yeah. Keeping bees isn't a five minute hobby. It's not like you can dip in and out of it. Um, certain times of the year, you're doing swarm control. You've got to look in them every week to prevent swarming. Nobody wants to lose a swarm because you're losing half of your workers. Okay. So you're only, only all you're doing is producing more bees and not honey. 
and we do a lot of talk and prevention. Um, over the years, we, we've got to about 40. I was the local bee inspector for Hampshire and the Isle of Wight for several years. Gosh, um, and this is all just started as a hobby. This all started, yes, exactly. Goodness it me. all starts as a hobby. It all started as a hobby. It, what it seems to me, it's passion, isn't it? I mean, here we are. Yeah, it's in the freezing cold, windy weather. Yeah. And I mean, here I am, like if we, an idiot. If we, were on a, yeah, if we were on a video, <laughs> people would be going, this is crazy. Why are you doing this? But it's called passion and yeah. community. Yeah, isn't we it? don't make a fortune out of this, but it pays for the bees. Right, okay then. And, and the bees pay for us. We don't want to be millionaires, we just want to be comfortably be able to pay the bills. Yeah. And as long as we can keep things in And it's not just nature. about the beehives, is it? You've got no. candles there, you've got the honey. This is the initial product that we always try to produce. But as beekeepers, you end up with beeswax. And when you've got beeswax, what do you do with it? So I started making candles many years ago. You pick whichever one you prefer. <laughs> yeah, that subtlety of choosing the right type of Christmas candle. Yeah, they're all made. I know, it has to be individual. the right one. You think, I'm going to get a Christmas candle like that, and then yeah. you go, oh, I know, I need a little right bit more one. snow on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, with no snow, if you want no snow. It's developing. <laughs> That's lovely, and to know it's completely pure. And, and we've done these all ourselves. Have you? Yeah. We do everything ourselves. There's myself and my husband. Because he wanted a hobby, and he got me. Where is he now? He's in Alton doing the farmers market in Alton. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's so where so we're based. Oh, you're based in Alton. Alton yeah. is lovely as well, isn't it? I like Alton. Mm. I love honey, actually. I, I love it on porridge. Right. And um, yeah, I love it on porridge. And what's it? My daughter started having it in her iced coffee. Oh. But she's, I thought she's just gone a little bit snazzy for me, but I imagine it's lovely. Because I think what it is, yeah, so that's it. It gives you a little bit of an extra edge as opposed to put something that's too processed. I remember trying to do a beekeeper once before and they said, you never get the same taste every year. No, don't, because don't the bees, we'll have to ask the lady yeah, yeah. in a minute, but don't the bees, they go to different flowers and yeah, it all yeah. tastes different. Yeah. And it's something to do with, possibly, I don't think I'm making this up, something to do with allergies. It helps you with the allergies if you can it's have... the local pollens. There, see, there local you go. Local pollens, they are, you see? Yeah. The, general, the idea is that you're getting the local pollens and the local honeys. It helps if you know what you're allergic to. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, that sounds really good, doesn't it? I think, and that's one of the things I was going to be getting into. I thought, not that I'm allergic to anything, but I really like the you're idea. You're going beekeeping then? No. <laughs> well, if you notice, all our honeys are different, and on the top we put the location of the bees. So those ones oh, are yes. in Alton at Herb Growers. The Sussex ones are at Rake. So they're on the sweet chestnut and lime trees. Okay. Kingsley, Alsford, the nearest to here being the Long Sutton one, which are wildflower meadows. Wow, okay. And we do it like this because people see a variety. Some people like a sweeter honey, a lighter one. Some like a stronger honey. And like a spreadable, naturally crystallised, until you get the option. <laughs> so what's the beekeeping taste this year then? Well, everybody likes something different. But me, I personally like heather honey from the bee forest. So we take 50 hives in the forest every year and we harvest the heather honey when that comes back that's my favorite but most people like a nice either a spreadable one or a nice runny one a wildflower i think it's all kind of when you taste like honey it kind of takes you somewhere doesn't it, it magically yeah. takes you somewhere every one of them is different i mean the ones at Parsfield, they've been working wild mint and oregano and you can taste that wild mint can you yeah. so you have to like those kind of flavors as well yes which is you? why i tell people what's in them We've got a new forest taste this year, apparently. Heather. Oh, really? Heather honey. Nice. I do like Heather. 
Which one is like nice and smooth and light for soft set, spreadable? Oh right, oh okay. User friendly. Is it? Yeah. We've so you've suddenly become an expert in it, don't you? And every year, it's like wine, it changes every year. Depends what time of year it is, depends on what's flowering at the time. If the weather changes, it's drier, get different plants flowering. I don't like this wind. Yeah, well, so what sort of season, whether it's been yeah. dry or wet? Yeah, and every time it's slightly different. Goodness me, that's, it's really interesting. So you've been doing this practically all of your life then? Yeah. Quite a lot of my life, yeah. <laughs> my son's now 23, he's now a honey judge. Really? Yeah, he started showing his honey when he was about 12. Started doing the nationals when he was 12, and the judges liked the fact he was interested and sort of harboured him along. And he was becoming, he became a steward, and he's learning to judge along with the ones at 78 year old. The judges are quite old because they've done it for years, and he has learned with them. So he still shows the honeys, he shows the candles, and does other bits and pieces. Okay. So yeah, he goes back to, he, this year we're supposed to be back in Guernsey, but that got cancelled. Yes. But last year he was in Jersey and Guernsey's judging down in Kent. It's good to have the young ones coming up there, like we you need said, them. learn from the masters. Yeah. I mean, you'll find the average age of a beekeeper is about 60. Really? Well, that's come down over the years. Okay. Well, I do think, again, it's all about local community and things like that. A lot this, of people use it as a retirement thing. hobby, but why wait? Why wait? Did you, how many hives did you say you've got? 220. Are they all in the same place? Or no, this is why we have the different, why different varieties. Some live in different areas. So, so do they choose where they go? No, we do. Really? It depends on what's in the area, if it's worth putting the bees there. Oh, okay. So if there's nothing, you get green deserts, which are basically grass paddocks, nothing in them. No good to the bees at all. Okay. So you need crops, you need people's gardens, you need trees. So do you know what you say, this is a perfect No, people area. come to me. Oh, really? Yeah, they so, often ask. They right. just ask me if I can put bees on their field beans, on old seed rape, uh, in woodlands. So we have a lot of private estates that contact us. So and we do pollination that way. It's not just honey, is it? There's so many... No, no uh, quite a variety. I mean, we do the cans. We do the beeswax wraps as well, which is the eco thing now. We've been doing those for about four and a half years. Before they were popular. Before they were popular. Yeah. Has it been a good year for the honeys? Not particularly. It's been a bit dry. <laughs> Has it? Dry oh, it in has. summer. It's been a hot so the plants don't release the nectar. They hang on to it for themselves. But, right. you know, so farmers. How, we can't be farmers for a reason. Honey? We know. This is all the shares. Is it? And yeah. that's kind yeah. of, you don't keep do, do it one year, do it the next. No. It's all our, all, every year, as circulates through. Excellent. Well, well, lovely to talk to you. Uh, how can we get hold of you? If anyone wants to hear about yourselves? MrsBeesBees.co.uk there you go mrsbeesbees.co.uk great easy that is easy thank you thank you so much for that really interesting ah yes that was lovely debbie from mrs bees bees uh do you like honey uh, jack i haven't had honey for ages i used to eat a lot in a sandwich in a sandwich sandwich. yeah honey honey and treacle and stuff like that you know oh my word have you got any teeth left oh yeah yeah. I think that's all right. That's okay. What syrup and honey? Not in the same. Oh, not sandwich. the same sandwich. No, it'd be different. Oh, would you have honey on yours then? Porridge, uh, porridge, Ooh, porridge, porridge. Seriously? No, yeah. I like porridge on it as porridge. What with sugar on? Yeah, yeah. Now, how do you have your porridge? Do you have it all stodgy or do you have it runny? That's the question. Uh, slightly set with cold milk around the outside and honey or sugar in the middle. Apart that's from strange. that, I'm not fussy. Strange. She's not posh, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. What about you? Back in the days, we couldn't afford porridge. He's rich. No. <laughs> porridge is a staple thing. I like it in between, so it's not too runny and it's not too thick. 
um, and and like as you said, sugar at the top. That's yeah, so it. Similar. Yeah. So what, that's crystallized sugar on the top, so it's got a layer of sugar. Not a whole layer, just sprinkle, not yeah, like, not sprinkle. over the top. You know, it's funny actually, isn't it? With cereal and and, and Rock my teeth. Things, we all like it. We all discussion like on porridge, way. ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're enjoying this one for today. <laughs> move on, move on. Right, let's move on then, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, should we do the quiz? Right, today's quiz relates to another new feature of the podcast today, which is called Around the World. Okay, okay. where we go around the world. Easy, right. isn't it? Okay. So today, it's all to do with America. Are you ready for this? We are. If you okay. don't want mention the D word. Okay. Question number one. Farnborough is in New Jersey with a population of nearly 10,000. True or false? Reading is a town in Berkshire for us. Is it a town in Ohio? True or false? Also, true or false, Surrey is a city in North Dakota. True or false? He's challenging us. Yes, definitely. That sounds interesting. Would you like a reminder of those questions? Yes, go for it. Okay, question number one. Farber is in New Jersey with a population of nearly 10,000. True or false? Reading is a town in Berkshire for us. Is it a town in Ohio? True or false? And true or false, Surrey is a city in North Dakota. Okay, answers to those a little bit later on. So, coming up uh, from the team here, uh, we head off to Fleet and find out a little bit more about Wonder and Ward, and also more of them than the Elthorton Heath Market. Plus, also, we have balloon sculpturing in Basingstoke with Rachel and Becky, and we go around the world, all coming up next on the Weekly Experience. Gravity Force, the coolest, fittest place on Earth, right on your doorstep here in Camberley. Interconnected trampolines, angled edges so you can literally bounce off the walls. Are you having fun? Fancy yourself as an adrenaline junkie? Or if you want that next fun-filled activity with your kids, Gravity Force offers you all of this. Do you want some more? Kids, teens and adults will love the foam pit, dodgeball courts and slam dunk basketball hoops. A new way to exercise. Unparalleled, unmapped, out of this world, free jumping fun for everyone. Gravity Force Camberley. Find us at www.gravityforce.co.uk. Go on, let yourself fly. Just like this. Fancy being a guest with us on this podcast, The Weekly Experience? Then email us now, roger at smjmediagroup.uk. Now back to the conversation. So coming up here, we have Thank You Very Much, where we reward someone, uh, one of those unsung heroes. So have a think about that team. Uh, plus also, we've got some music for you today. Plus also, if he can get out of the M25 traffic and uh, make his way down the M3 to our secret location, Santa may be joining us on the Ooh. show today. Oh, because we're getting very close now. Yeah. It's beginning to look Happy like Christmas. Christmas. Anyway, uh, plus also, we demonstrate Right, I'm going to demonstrate something on the podcast. Are you ready okay, for that? Okay, a visual demonstration. This is going to be really, really interesting, okay? Uh, how you can listen to the weekly experience. Okay. Now, most people say to me, how can I hear about the weekly experience? And you tell them the website, which is buzzpodcast.co.uk, don't you? Yes, you do. But there are other ways of listening to... The podcast. Did you know that, Beverly? I did know there was something else, but oh. I wasn't quite sure how to do it. Right, here we go. Alexa, play the Weekly Experience podcast. 
getting the weekly experience from Apple Podcasts. Resuming the latest episode, a tandoori treat, and venison sausage and canine-assisted learning in Victoria BB. Ainsbury's own rice, not Uncle Ben's. Oh, oh my word. Do you know what? Start from the beginning. Playing the latest episode, a tandoori treat, and venison sausage and canine-assisted learning in Victoria BB. Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast, covering Surrey, Hampshire and Berkshire. The show that brings you all the Alexa, facts about... move on ten minutes. Next to each other, they're on the same... On the it same parade, yeah. Same parade. And then a, a, a great Alexa, takeaway. move on twenty minutes. Do door to door, have I? Yeah, uh, you might have to sort of do an elf impression. Well, that's or... fine if we can surprise some Is kids with the, the bride. We need to get Alexa, some elf shoes. Rewind five minutes. Yes. Lots of cake, yes, didn't they? Yes. And they had to do <laughs> a small amount of bread. You can go get a donut and the, the cake and then go and get a coffee. Yes. Now that sounds like a really good idea. Now then, if you pencil an invade for December. Stop. There you are. I love it. Ah. I didn't realise you could move it on or rewind it. Yeah. If you said Alexa. What? If you said Alexa. Uh, yeah. Move to the next episode, would it? Don't know. This. It's quite fun in control. So she's here. She's, we're here with today. Alexa, what's the time? The time is 11.44am. Have a good Monday. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do, this, do what we, you just did, actually. Alexa, play the weekly experience. Getting the weekly experience from Apple Podcasts. Here's where you got up to in the latest episode. Well, that's Tandoori new. Treat and Venison Sausage and Canine Assisted Learning and Victoria BB. Okay. So, Alexa, play last episode. Sorry, I didn't get that. No, it doesn't. If you can go or say play episode two. She's thinking about she it. She has to think about it. Here's the weekly experience from TuneIn. 35 years in broadcasting, Roger Noble. Oh, thank you. The weekly Hello, guys. experience on Have a listen to this. Radio isn't available right now. Anything missing? No. Ah, she wasn't available. I will also have another... Yeah. I know why she wasn't available. Alexa, stop. So, so she'll be our guest on the show today. Yeah. So if you've just brought Alexa from Amazon, what you've got to do is when you get out of the box and you set it up, she won't find podcasts because you've got to tell her. So on the app, you get the companion app that sets her up you can um, link it with your uh, Apple iPod or you can link it with your Spotify account once you've got those linked she then has a source of putting those podcasts in so when you ask her for those shows she'll find them on either either one or the other oh that's pretty good yeah. and if you have them downloaded anyway that you follow something yeah so um, again it's very tricky because she's links to Spotify and the um, Apple Podcasts so she'll search those as a directory so when you send her a command like saying look for the weekly experience she'll go off and if she can't find on Apple Podcasts she'll look it on Spotify then they'll always play the last episode then it's then you have to then do commands say go back an episode sometimes she doesn't always do that so, so it's, it's a learning learn. curve yeah, yeah I think it's more of a learning curve and is that on all smart speakers if you I assume so I mean, available on the Google app yeah it's on the, it's on the Google app as well so you, with Google <laughs> app which yeah Google <laughs> app's more simple don't, don't might upset her no no that's it and she's, she's alright Alexa she's yeah she's blue do you like Google Google's a search engine but I'm different yeah, I know you're different, love. Do you quite find that, like, say, like, Alexa, I love you. 
I bet he plays this every day. <laughs> it's lovely, Alexa, actually. Stop. <laughs> I actually stopped before you told uh, her. Yeah, because she doesn't love me. Your That's tone why. of voice. Yeah, she doesn't love me. They are very clever, though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. She can't be sarcastic. Just see it, right? If anyone's confused what Jack was talking about, because it was quite techy what he was saying. Basically, all you have to do is give Alexa medicine before she operates. That's it. Simple? Yeah. Is easy, it? Easy way of putting it. Medicine. You have to give her medicine for her to work. And the medicine is Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. the music. Yeah. Or, or the... Or, the, or, the, or, the, or the, the little feature I like on there. So, um, Alexa, lights on. You probably won't see in the okay. podcast, but I've got some nice LED lights around the room now. They're all he on. He has. He's got some. Yeah. That's what he was fiddling around with all weekend. Mm. And I have to say, quite hip trendy. In your secret location. Yeah. And and when you play music, they'll flash with it as well. Mm. So, Alexa, lights off. Oh, I like the lights on. Okay. All right. Lights on, Alexa. Sorry, I have to say, Alexa, light us on. Okay. Why she don't get sarcastic? Make your bloody mind up. <laughs> Is it? Are these LED lights, by the way, changing colour ones? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, well, why isn't they not red? Oh, it yeah. should be red. Alexa, lights red. Okay. That's better. We're on air, you see. Anyway, <laughs> I don't think the listeners are going to appreciate this. I, I appreciate lights. that. I tell you, but but a, they can I, listen to I'm blown, anything to do with. I'm blown away with that. Yeah, um, you can add devices. So she knows she's in the sitting room, so she knows lights belong to the sitting room. So when you say lights, she knows what to turn on off. So if I add several lights, then there'll be commands you can change to know which <laughs> ones to say turn off, turn on. Okay. I would keep these on. When we get to an interview piece, mm. okay, we'll turn them off because the mics are not on. The mics are on, you see, because they're, they're red. The lights are on. That's, that's, oh, oh yeah. yes, it's, okay. It's on your, I get it now. On air. Yes, why I, I wanted it. it red. Oh, yes, I think that's really good. I'm used to this, you see, because of being in a radio studio. Yeah, so that's it. If it's red. Sorry, everyone just... that's listening to this podcast, yeah. but it's just a bit geeky for me. <laughs> <laughs> move on, boys. Move oh, on. dear me. Right, time to head back to the Elfton Heath Market, and we speak to this gentleman here. Who's you? I'm Dilip. It's Mayumi. Okay, uh, the name of the company is? Is Olo Foods, but uh, there's a little trick in the name. It's actually a number, it's not a name. Okay. It's, ten, um, ten. it's, it's binary for six. Oh, six. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so clever then. It's going to be a long, long story, but we started the business basically to teach our kids about business. Okay. So that's how it all started. So my background is in IT, but I'm actually a mechanical design engineer. Wow. So... Pretty much I designed the inside of all this and all the labels and all the, the artwork and the products and what goes inside. Learned completely about uh, the food industry. From scratch? From scratch, literally from scratch. And that was in what year? Um, 2012. Wow! Mm, 2012. So what do you have here then? So what we have, basically we have... Um, Two pickles and um, two curry sauces. So the two pickles are basically all our product are vegan. So we decided that the route we're going to take would be to have vegan food primarily, even though we don't sell just vegan food. So what we're looking at here, just to let everyone know on the podcast, is a mild curry sauce, also a mixed yeah. vegetable pickle, carrot and tamarind pickle. pickle. So this one has won the Great Taste Award two years. This is a national award. So that's the first product we released. Actually won an award for two years, a national award twice. How does that make you feel? 
uh, it's good, but it's uh, like anything else, as you can see from there. It's like anything else. You're only as good as your last, the last thing you do. So we had to continue on from there. And then we brought out the, um, the mixed vegetable pickle. So this one actually has got a little bit more heat. So what we're trying to do is to have products without any kind of um, additives. So there's no artificial flavorings, additives, colors, that kind of thing. And it's all vegan as well. How does it keep a shelf life? It doesn't. That's the whole point. Right. So that you have to eat it. So if you buy something from us, you have to eat it within nine, either nine months or in the case of pickles, a year and a half. Wow, okay. So it will I think that's easily achievable. Well, I think that's easy to achieve, wasn't <laughs> it? It smells lovely. The smell's mm. coming from here is gorgeous. So, so yeah. what will you do with some of these pickles then? So the pickles you can have as a condiment on the side. So traditionally in Indian cooking, um, until the 17th century, there weren't, weren't any chilies. So chilies were actually an import through the traders, passing through the, the Portuguese traders, through Goa places so they brought chilies into India from South America. Primarily Indian food has got a heat and that heat is black pepper not chili. Okay that's really interesting. Oh, okay. All right. So your pickles give you your what people in this country call spice but spice isn't actually anything to do with heat. Okay. Chili is, is heat. Black pepper is heat but that is traditional heat. The other things that have heat are basically ginger and garlic. So ginger, garlic, pepper, which are traditional kind of Indian foods, if you like, they eat those. And the red chilies came in later. So people use the word spicy. So this sauce here is 19 spices, but doesn't have any hot chili. So technically, spicy has got nothing to do with heat. I always think that, I, I actually know that, and it's quite interesting because people think it, it's not very spicy. Well, of course it is. It tastes warm um, That's it. flavours. They're That's warm flavours that aren't spicy, that That's don't it. burn your mouth. So when we make our food, so what we did was we started out with the first product, which is the carrot and tamarind pickle. And we make some seasonal foods as well, as the, uh, we have a, like a barbecue glaze. So that you put on your, your corn or sweet potatoes, things like that. And then we actually have other things which we say, for example, have uh, traditionally made. So when you're actually cooking in India, we use something called tandoor, it's an oven. So overnight, when the oven actually gets turned off in the evening, what do you do with all that latent heat? So you actually use it to cook dal. Wow. Okay. Mm. So that's how we cook our dal. Wow. So the latent heat of the oven. So the oven so like is off and it's just cooked just through the cooked, night. Yeah, so so the, the flavours really get they, they develop, yeah. So that's how we cook ours. So oh, when people try our dal, they go, wow, <laughs> how do you actually make that? And we say, well, it's to do with the technique of making it rather than anything else. And you had to learn all this from 2012. Yeah, but I actually learned it, um, quite a lot of it actually through the internet. Yeah. Uh, on YouTube and places like that. The joys, self the joys yeah. of the internet. That's a positive thing for That's it, a positive. It? So having and been involved in, in uh, broadcast video, which is basically where I was, the space in terms of the hardware and solutions, 
then having to use the same solutions to make a business, to teach my children how to make a business. So you can see the convolutions in the whole thing. That's a great story to tell. On how to actually produce something like this. Yeah, that's a great story to tell. And are you at the market all the time? Yeah, we come to Elford and Heath Market. We're in Guildford, Epsom, Walton-on-Thames. And we're at quite a lot of events, but this year most of the events have been cancelled. Why is that? Yes. <laughs> I think it's going to be called the COVID-20 soon or yeah. something. It's little victories. Yeah. So what you're yes. doing here is lovely. Yes. And it's all so nice the thing is that we've maintained it and the thing is that because we've got a, a very good following, we had to adapt our business model as well to, to start selling online. So oh, right. we do have a, an online presence as oh, well. So That's people great. can order and we deliver. Give a shout show. out to your uh, website. It's olofoods.com. That's O-L-L-O-Foods.com. That's a really good. So you, del- you deliver them or put them in the post? And- no, we actually deliver them because they're frozen. Oh, right. So the, the actual jar products, we don't. The thing is that we decided not to actually sell any of our products to any supermarket. We've been pursued by lots of people having won numerous awards. Um, to actually sell in the supermarket in quantity. But to be honest with you, the actual uh, products take a lot longer to make than any, any supermarket could, uh, they couldn't, you couldn't make any margin. So it's a business decision that you decide to have the best quality and not go the supermarket route, so sell direct to customer. So that was Olo Foods at the Elverton Heath Market. That was really good. We're going to be paying another visit in a couple of weeks' time uh, for the Christmas one. Is your tongue gone asleep? Because you have really struggled with that Elverton Heath. Elverton Heath. Elverton Heath. Elverton Heath. Yes. You well, said that. I can't Elvertham say it. Elverton Heath. Elverton Heath. Elverton Heath. Mark. Sorry, we did this last week on the Saturday podcast. Saturday the 12th of December yeah. is the yeah. next one. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Olo, they're, they're lovely. It was really nice, tasty food. Yeah, we did have a little taste, Jack. And <laughs> there was a queue of people waiting for it. And they do takeaways as well there. Okay. It's really nice to know. Yeah. And I, I was fascinated, actually, because um, the gentleman was in a, had a different career completely. And he just was teaching his son yeah. to uh, run a business. And it's turned into a business, mm. which is quite fascinating. Yeah. Lovely. That's good. We enjoyed our little visit there a couple of weeks or so ago. So we said we will be back at Christmas. So if you are going to be there at the Christmas market, ladies and gentlemen, stand by for me and Beverly with our microphone. Yeah, we'd like to get festive messages from you to Mm. other people. It'd be Mm. lovely to hear that. Exactly. So have a think Mm. about it. Right, should we play that little bit of music? Go on, the. So last week we visited Farnham and previously Lightwater, Bagshot and Fleet. We're looking for you for a small little visit from possibly me and Beverly, me and Jenny. You never know. Uh, we're looking for the small businesses, stories to share, possibly that's something that's happened in your town, etc., etc. Please do get in touch with me. It's roger at smjmediagroup.uk. There is no Daniel Way this week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid to say. Sorry about that. But talking of Daniel Way, well, kind of, we did go Daniel Way uh, to Fleet a couple of weeks or so ago when we had the controversy of the road closure there, which is now reopened, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so hopefully you are following the podcast in order to know that the uh, the road is now open. Keeping or possibly it could be closed if you're listening to the old podcast. But there you go. Anyway, do you get what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
Yeah, Things exactly. are changeable this year, aren't they? Mm. Constantly. So, uh, now that we are in Fleet Me and Beverly, let's have a little moot around and have a smoothie around the Heart Shopping Centre. We speak to Emma. So, Emma, how long have you been here? Well, we've been in Fleet for 25 years um, and we moved into the shopping centre three years ago and noticed pretty much straight away that there wasn't a children's clothes shop here that's dedicated to uh, children's wear. Um, there's a couple of nationals that do basics but nothing more um, and then the units there's a few units became available in the centre because of Covid um, we spoke to the letting agents and they were really keen to get something in um, so I decided that I would basically take a gamble so it's the first dedicated children's shop in Fleet I believe for 18 years Do you know it's fantastic to see that that is going to be there because you know, I, my children are now grown up and we did have a few when they were little but they've just gone so what you've just said there will be hugely successful I think retail at the moment is quite nerve wracking so I don't think you're going to find people coming into it now unless they're already in it um, and have that confidence to actually do it I know, I'm a grandmother, I've got an 11-year-old and a 2-year-old granddaughter and I have to go out of town to buy them clothes to post to them and I thought that's just wrong. That is just wrong. You know, we need to have something. You want things, people to come to Fleet for a reason. I, I sometimes say you can't even buy a pair of pants in Fleet. No. And yeah. that's, why, that's one of the main reasons why the, sh- the footfall is less. Yeah. So what you're I doing mean, is... Well, we have got really great independents here already yes. that drive people. I mean, we've got Tackle Up at the other end there. They do all the barbers, the fishing, the shooting. Then you've got Pedal Heaven, which is massive here for cyclists. And so many of those these days out there in their Lycra. Um, you know, we've got Sugar Plum, the other boutique on the high street. That's unique. Yes. Um, there's Tyler. There was, so we've got Indies. We've got a great little sewing shop here. So Absolutely busy. so busy. Yeah. I mean, that's footfall driver in itself but nothing if you've got children and we've got all these housing estates here we've got and all these families yeah and these these are people that traditionally have worked in london they're now working from home they may well be furloughed or they might have changed completely and not going back to london but they are still wanting to spend money on their children and, and, and then what's the new shop going to be called? It's going to be called Wonder and Wild. One, wonder. Wonder, wonder and, wild. and Wild. So it's full of wondrous and wild things. Wow. Um, it's not going to be dull. There will be basics. People can buy basic pants and socks for their children once, um, say, the nationals are closed. Uh, but we're hoping that they will more buy things because they see it and think that it's striking and they really like it and it's different. Something a little bit individual. Yeah, I've tried and to it's buy a British. Tradition. It's a great position. It's right on the edge as you come into Waitrose. So we've got the footfall. Um, I've tried to buy British brands, uh, organic cotton, everything sustainable, making sure that the companies are, are you know, credible. Um, so, yeah, we're really excited about it, actually. And when are you planning on opening up? I was opening uh, just a few days before the lockdown was announced, so I've had to put that on hold now, sadly. Uh, we're hoping the government will let me open on the 3rd of December. And the website's already open, so people are ordering online already. So what is the website? The website is wonderandwild.shop. Um, so you can go on there, and virtually everything we've got on in the shop is now online. And people can buy already? Yeah, and they can click and collect from the shop on a Monday and a Friday morning. Um, and we're finding that's already proving really popular, so we're hoping when we open our doors 
Uh, obviously responsibly, COVID safe. We will have limited numbers allowed in. Are you going to have like a little opening ceremony with champagne? I don't know. I might <laughs> do. That's a really good idea. Now you've mentioned it. Socially, it would seem rude not safe, to really, wouldn't it? Yeah. I know a couple of Beverly's people. hinting, you see, that's why. Who <laughs> oh, like, doesn't like a glass of fizz? It always goes down. And well, if it's it? going to be just before Christmas, it's a perfect time for buying it is presents perfect. for it's, the children. I mean, this is the time when people want to go out and spoil their children and their grandchildren. and it's it's been a really long painful summer for a lot of families and a lot of children really miss their friends they've not been able to go to school and just giving their children a little treat and a bit of a lift I think is really important at the moment I think you're absolutely right though it's been a tough year completely and is an understatement mm. isn't it and I take my hat off to you for actually starting another new business but you're really successful in your established business already so you know the market round here already and have got a good reputation well I'm um, I'm hoping that it will obviously really take off and it will be a really positive thing for the town. We, I'm stocking it with things that I think uh, will work in fleet from my experience of being here for 25 years. That may be wrong, so we're quite happy to tweak our offer and see where the market takes it and what the demand is and what people want. So you so might want customers to say to you, could you get something like such and such? Yeah, we've, we've done it from the demographics. We've looked at, uh, at some of the statistics that are available online at the age group to see where that demographic sits. So we're targeting the zero to six-year-old at the moment. But if we find there's more of a demand for a slightly older child, then we will actually adjust that as we go through. So what we start with may not be what we always end up with, right. but it's a good starting point. I think we've got a good solid offer. Um, and we've started to survey online as well on our Facebook page uh, where people can actually come, they can answer all those questions and they can be part of what we stop going forward. So this has been successful because we serve our community um, and that's why we've done well during lockdown because we've always served our local community and we need that to be the same with the clothes. We want people to come there and it feel like their shop. Um, my customers here tell me all the time it's not my shop, it's theirs and I need to stop what they want so maybe that's why we're still here after 25 years Well that is probably exactly why you're here aren't you? Because when you were across the road it, it was kind of um, exclusive um, occasion wear was it? So uh, there's not been any occasions this year so you, on that level alone you've needed to kind of adapt the clothing but yeah. I, we're doing on Christmas Eve we're actually getting dressed up and having a, a black tie night and we haven't got yeah. any men in our house. I've, I've got I've got customers that dress for dinner on a Friday yes. and they send me photographs. So they make an effort every Friday to actually dress for dinner with their husbands or their families. And then they send photographs of them dressed up in their sort of Sunday best, as it were, or their special occasion wear. Um, so we're encouraging that because anything that lifts your mood and helps out with your mental health is a really good thing yeah, and wearing nice clothes whether it's on your children or yourself it makes you feel better about yourself it so does that's very true retail therapy so um what a little bit about the why you called it what you have wonder and wild has actually come from a young lady who um is going to come and work for me she's an actually a fashion graduate um and she found herself completely out of work with no future no prospects um, and her father put an advert up on a local fleet group saying my daughter's looking for work can anybody help she's a fashion graduate so I contacted her dad and sat and had a coffee with her prior to lockdown and um, between us we spoke about the concept of the shop and what we wanted she came up with the logo she came up with the name um, and I loved it so much I said yeah let's use it and I'm waiting for her to join us, and she'll be running the shop for us, hopefully in the new year, as soon as we come out of this lockdown. Um, but I think it's really important. You've got to enable young people, because there's not much of a future out there for them. 
And for a 22-year-old to say, well, I can go and work in a supermarket or I can be a barista, you know, when they've just done all that study, they've got so many skills and talents. Yeah, graduates have no place to go, do they? No, yeah. and, you know, she's a really incredible young lady and, and, and very bright, and I think she'll work there really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to nurture people and encourage them at the end of the day. You get the right people in and then you let them do what they do. Brilliant. That's so, really lovely. Thank yeah. you very it's much. It's a lovely little story that you've given us today. Thank You're you. You're welcome. It's nice to meet you both. Thank you. So that was the lovely Emma from uh, Wonder and Wild. Nice lady. Yeah, all the details, by the way, about Wonder and Wild can be found on the Fleet Community Life page on the internet. On the internet, yeah. Looking forward to that opening. It's something like third, but it's the day that we come out of lockdown, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I think it? so, yeah. Fingers you just crossed. swallowed a farmer. <laughs> on you. Internet. But there you go. He's so. been on a course. <laughs> you reckon, do you? I don't think so. Comes naturally to me. But there you go. Anyway, should we get on with the quiz? Let's do it. To give you a reminder of the questions. Uh, recap of the questions here. Farmer is in New Jersey with a population of nearly 10,000. True or false? Plus also, Reading is a town in Berkshire for us. Is it a town in Ohio? Mm. And true or false? Surrey is a city in North Dakota. True or false? How would you reckon, Jack? One, I reckon. <laughs> oh, one. I think potentially one. Potentially one. Yeah. The others might be just guesses for me. It's all in aid of the new part of the show, which is coming up called Around the World. Exciting times. Alexa, how are you? You're feeling okay? I'm feeling celebratory. Thank you. See? Think <laughs> of someone you admire and ask me to sing, for she's a jolly good fellow. Thank you. No, I don't want that, thanks. Anyway, uh, so she'll be back on the show a little bit later on. Glad to have her input on the show today. It's nice to have fantastic. another lady here. Yeah, it's nice yeah. to have another. Balances up a little bit for you, doesn't it? It does, isn't it? Mm, I thought so as well. Uh, so still to come on the weekly experience, Becky and Rachel from Bonkers Balloons in Basingstoke. Also today, a little bit of a treat. Jack is treating us to a bit of the TR5s on the podcast oh, for nice. today. Plus also next we'll do thank you very much where we, 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 we I, can, I can never <laughs> say this, rewarding our unsung heroes. That's all to come next on the Weekly Experience. Call Quick Printers in Farnham for all your printing needs. We print everything apart from money. We are fast, we are local and above all, personal. We print everything from business cards, leaflets, brochures, banners, signage, vehicle graphics, labels, anything and everything for you. Call us today on 01252 710 or email us sales at kkfarnham.co.uk. It's our business to make your business look good in print. Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey, it's the weekly experience. It's the best, it's brilliant. With Rog and Jack. And Bev and Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, welcome back everyone to the show. We'll go around the world shortly. But first of all, though, let's do a little bit of this. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all the people who have assembled here... I would merely like to mention, if I may, that our unanimous attitude is one of lasting gratitude for what our friend has done for us today. (laughs) And therefore, I would simply like to say... 
very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a think, team, who you would like to thank this week. First of all, though, Joe is saying thanks to her mum in Maidenhead today, who's been listening to the podcast for the last couple of weeks, enjoying what we're doing, who's going through a bit of a tough patch. And she would like to say to her mum that she loves her very much and says thank you. Hope things get better for you. Yeah. It's great mm. that we kind of hopefully brighten your day. Indeed. Thanks for listening. I think we do somehow. Have Jack, fun. who are you going to thank this week? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, actually. Oh, dear You're me. supposed to have thought about yeah. it. Yeah, well, let's go to bed next okay, and then I'll think about it. Okay. I want to thank my um, my youngest daughter and her boyfriend for clearing up all the leaves in the front garden briefly until it got windy and then they all fell down again. I don't but see the point when people say, oh, I swept up the leaves because they're going to come back. Well, normally this is, don't say that because this is my first year that I le- haven't left it all till January. So I thought conscientiously I would... Um, do it so i i delegated the duty to my daughter and her boyfriend <laughs> and um was that past payment <laughs> yeah exactly so thank you very much guys and mucho appreciated i like those ones of the people that blow them on the road and the car zoom past blowing them back again <laughs> is it what's the point <laughs> i saw that earlier actually when i was making my way to the secret location <laughs> well we have we have a road sweeper come down our road a couple of times in the posh, aren't you? no <laughs> yeah, I, I like in the private residence but Beverly, i always miss Beverly it Southall. some people do that some people blow their leaves out there not that you should but um you don't I do that at all that. do you i miss no? that no? i'm in bed <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think I, I like to thank Roger for doing all these scripts and stuff for the show. <laughs> yes. Fair go, see. Thank you very much, Roger. <laughs> you know? He yeah, keeps yeah. us on track, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, I mean, this is all completely Right, scripted. shut up. Alexa, <laughs> who would you like to thank? She's not listening to no. me. Oh. <laughs> is that Alexa calling me? Yeah. Somebody wants to say thank you. Uh, go away. Pick up Roger. You might be saying, hi, it's Alexa. I couldn't get a hold of you. <laughs> Somebody in Glasgow. I don't even know anyone in Glasgow. No, <laughs> that was. But anyway, let's move on. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very, very, very much. So it's been a busy show, by the way. Thank you very much. If you'd like to thank someone on the podcast, do get in touch with us. Uh, you can email me. It's roger at smjmediagroup.uk if you fancy being part of the features, especially this year, because uh, we've all been through a tough year, uh, all due to COVID, etc., etc. So please do get in touch with us. Right, I think we need a little bit of a break. We do. Should we have some music? Yes, let's. Should we have the TR5s? This is called Everybody's trying to be my baby well i took some honey from a tree dressed it up and they called it me everybody's trying to be my baby everybody's trying to be my baby everybody's trying to be my baby now woke up last night half past four 50 women knocking on my door everybody's trying to be my baby Everybody's trying to be my baby Everybody's trying to be my baby now Come on, boys Everybody's trying to be my 
music from the TR5s everybody's trying to be my baby really enjoyed that do you enjoy that yeah yeah be great that's a foot tapping one wasn't it now then if you fancy being if you are a musician entertainer uh, that's been possibly not working not working due to COVID etc etc please do get in touch with us here at the podcast because we'd like to build you on the entertainment biz podcast or if if you can sing and you'd like to get your songs out there put them on here yeah on our weekly experience because yeah. we try and feature a song a week at least yeah. so yeah. if you'd like to we'd love to hear from you yeah, definitely. do get in touch with us right thank you team uh so then let's head off to the north pole so well we couldn't find him in Berkshire. we couldn't find him in Hampshire or even surrey so where else could we go on the big budget we yeah. sent him uh, sent you to north pole didn't we yeah, yeah. Well, it was chilly wasn't it yeah yeah he didn't press, let us have yeah, any yeah, money yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah go on press the music Hello, Roger. Well, thank you very much indeed. It's lovely to talk to all of the wonderful people. Now then, Roger, a few people have asked me, what is the difference this year? Well, I could confirm there will be a number of differences. I won't be visiting as many people uh, at the grottos as maybe I've done in the past. But that doesn't mean that you still can't talk to Santa. Because what I am doing is I'm setting up uh, an interactive Santa. So I'll be on YouTube and also... If there's any young children who feel they would like to talk directly to Santa and they would like to tell me themselves what they want for Christmas this year, then all they need to do is to drop me a little message. And they can do that very, very easily. Santa's got all kinds of social media. So if you would like to get in touch with Santa, if you go to my Linktree page, which is linktr.ee forward slash Santa Southwest. Do you understand? Did you pick that up, Roger? Oh, wonderful. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Well, as I say, if you'd like to talk to Santa, I'm here and ready to take your messages whenever you'd like to. A very Merry Christmas to everybody who's out there and listening in to the Buzz Podcast and a special Happy Christmas to my special friend, Roger Noble. I hope you've been a good boy this year, Roger. Have I? I'd I've, say I don't not. know. Have you been a good boy, Roger? I don't know. You tell me. Have no. I? <laughs> no. <laughs> spirited. You've been a spirited boy. Should we ask Alexa if I've been good? Yes. Alexa, have I been good today? Sorry. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like my mother. She's unsure about me, but there you go. Anyway, should we move on, ladies and gentlemen? Let's do something new on the podcast. Yay, yay. Yay. Yes, it's Around the World, ladies and gentlemen, where we do go around the world completely on this feature. Okay, yeah, it's like um, exciting. Are you ready for this? I'm not sure. Right, we go to Berkshire County in Pennsylvania. Whoa. Yes, Uh, we've taken this from the Berkshire Weekly News. 
I'm impressed with that. Okay. Well done. So, Bethany's Children Home has earned the Joint Commissioner's Gold Seal of Approval for Healthcare and Human Services Accreditation for demonstrating continuous compliance with its performance standards. Wow. That's the top story there. There's a couple of things I'm impressed with. The amount of complicated words you've managed to say. I thought so too. And their achievement. Well, there you go, you see. Shall we head over (laughs) to Walmart in sunny Virginia? Sunny, okay. (laughs) Well, yeah, sunny in Virginia. Sorry, Virginia. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, Virginia. That's how you say it here, Jack. isn't it, Jack? Because you're sorry, Onion, aren't you? Sorry, yeah, just sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just sorry. <laughs> right, 2020 has been a disaster, but there has been some bright spots and also some low points. But the retail chain Walmart in sunny Virginia is going out their way to help families by offering. free Thanksgiving dinner packages. Wow. Now that is impressive. Mm. You wouldn't get that here, would you? I was just thinking that. (laughs) I was just trying to come back with something. I'm sure, um, actually, do you know what? There are some restaurants that in the first lockdown were doing something similar, but not Thanksgiving, obviously. So just think about it. It's not Surrey here, by the way. So don't go into your local Asda and go, Ew, I heard it on a podcast. It's Surrey, <laughs> Virginia. Just remember that. Oh, Surrey. Mm. So mm. if you can collect any stories uh, from any of the town cities relating to um, other parts of the world. Same names, different country. Yeah. Is another way. Yeah. So there is some more that we can do next week on the show for around the world. Now you can see why the quiz relates to this. Yes, that's great. So if anybody out there has got, knows any other towns in another part of the world with the same names in our counties. Or if you've got any relatives that live live in these areas. We'd love to talk to them. Yeah, get them on the podcast and let's have a little conversation. We'd love to. I'd love to talk to somebody in Reading in America, for instance. Somebody that lives in possibly um i'm just trying to think of other places that i know in america uh, <laughs> anyway york new well yeah you know no, anyone anyway anyone that can relate to a story you know uh, let's get you on the podcast and let's do it possibly for next week there you are that was our round the world feature ladies and gentlemen right we've got more to come on the weekly experience we hear from bonkers balloons and also the answers to our quiz as well that's all coming up next on the weekly experience Funny Boats Comedy Club All over the shop in Farnham Different parts of Guildford Cambly, all over the place Check out the website Oh, What's the website called? Funnybonescomedy.com <laughs> Check out Funnybonescomedy.com There's a right laugh in it <laughs> It's the weekly experience with Rog, Bev and Jack Well I am still a girl Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't think we did the scouts. Girls didn't do scouts. No, you did girl guide. We just like talking to you of Berkshire, Hampshire and Surrey. You lose a little bit of weight, but also have more energy. And I gave it a go in January 2018. If you're a charity, organisation or a business or just an individual that has a story to tell, get in touch with us here at the podcast. Very beautiful. Bramble, do you want a word? (laughs) And that's what the weekly experience is all about. A light-hearted chat and conversation. Having joined the club, uh, this is my 54th season. Woo!
We're always up for a laugh. Like making it like, like that. Hi. <laughs> Deep voices. I'll sort of high ones like that, you know. Use them all the time. Fancy being our next guest? Well, we'd love to talk to you. Get in touch with me. It's Roger at smjmediagroup.uk. Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey, it's the weekly experience. It's the best. It's brilliant. With Rog and Jack. It is the weekly experience. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's Roger, it's Bev, Jack, and it's Alexa. She's waiting for you to say something. Uh, Alexa, what's the weather today? Right now in Camberley. It's 8 degrees Celsius with cloudy skies. Today's forecast has intermittent clouds. All right, Alexa, shut up. Shut up! The low of 7 Alexa, Alexa, shut up! Thank you. <laughs> it's yeah. like, she's like a real woman. You don't respond to mm. people who speak like that. <laughs> no, you definitely are. Yeah, like Beverly, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> that would never work for me on any level. Dear, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Right. Uh, in one space, she could be, she takes commands. Women don't do that. No. Careful, boys. (laughs) (laughs) You're treading on some... I'm not going to say, but there you go. Right, let's uh, head off to Basingstoke for Bonkers Balloons and talk to Rachel and Becky. Hello, girls. Hello. Uh, Nice to have you on the podcast here. So, Balloonatics. Yes. Whose crazy idea was this? Mm, Well, kind of mine. Right. Um, So, Balloonatics is uh, my... I suppose it's an event company, I could say. Yeah, yeah. So I basically, I provide the most awesome balloon artists for events. So, um... First of all, we've got to... Okay. <laughs> we've got to say, how did you get into this? Um, okay. So I did children's entertaining. So I'm a children's, <laughs> children's entertainer. And I would make a dog and a sword. And that's all you needed to know how to make. <laughs> a dog and a sword. That's all they want. Right. Um, and then some kid, you know, the percussion oh, some child. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'd come in and say, um, can you make me a bike? And I'd go, oh, no, I can't make a bike. And then I was like, oh, can I make a flower? Can you make this? Can you make this? And I'm like, oh. And then I don't like to be defeated. So I then learned how to make all of these requests. So um, I now can make pretty much anything out of balloons. So um, I should have asked you to bring your balloons with me. I know, I should And then you could have been making something at the same time, didn't oh, you? Oh, sorry. Some of the most extreme things I've made recently have been um, a stagecoach bus for a man who was retiring from the stagecoach bus service. Um, I've also made... Oh, well, you use the colours of stagecoach. No, I made an actual yeah, stagecoach bus, yeah. Double-decker. Double-decker. And then I made a, um, a little girl ask for a dinosaur, but it was an anacolosaurus. So right. I had to research okay. a specific dinosaur, and then I had to make a, an, an anacolosaurus... I can't even say the word. And then an anacolosaurus... Um, and that, that was um, that was quite challenging on the hands because there was a lots of twisting in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was pretty extreme. There's a skill to it. Yeah, I I relocated back from Australia just so I could have Becky do my uh, balloons and be part of the family because we were sisters. And it's just nice to have my. Um, I've done every children. children's party since they were three since, and four. Yeah. <laughs> What must have given you that creative flair then, do you reckon? Uh, when you're an actress and you're resting quite a lot, you have to find a different way to make money. That's what I say. Um, yeah, so we I just started this... You two are big kids. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I remember Becky came out for my wedding in 2008 and she said, 
I've got this idea of, of, of making this new business and um, it's going to be called Balloonatics. And she'd been doing the balloon twisting for a number of years before she arrived. And um, for my wedding, actually, I got her to create a balloon sculpture and she did the flowers. So so there was a, it was really different. That, Australian, um, it was Australian. Yeah, there was a koala in there and then um, in the centrepiece, it was like everybody didn't care about the cake. They were asking about the balloons that she had made and she did a caricature of myself and my husband and it was it was really well received and there's you know whenever um anyone sees becky's balloons they literally have always said oh my god they're bonkers so this is like the perfect name for for her to choose i guess to 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 name this new thing that we're oh yeah so so bonkers balloons is is something different yeah which is um which was born out of um (laughs) the coronavirus yeah the right. coronavirus happened, and obviously yeah. all of my events stopped. Overnight, they just stopped. Cancelled, didn't you? So I had a full, a full diary from March to December. December is like our busiest time. Summer events are really massive. We do loads of festivals. We did like the Olympic Games. We were the only resident balloon artist at the Olympic Games. We do Glastonbury. We've done the Camp Festival every year. Obviously, all of that stopped, and we, I was a bit concerned. Um, so the first thing I did was um, I started doing live feeds um, on Facebook and then I would do virtual shout outs to children so obviously they're stuck indoors and I'm like tell me what you want me to make you out of balloons and I'll make it for you on video and there I am in my house making a crazy balloon sculpture of somebody and then going here you are and then putting it towards the camera and then leaving it in my house because I couldn't give it to them and it was just a weird situation and my house suddenly became filled with unwanted balloons ungiven away balloons I mean the kids loved it they really loved it and they really appreciated it um, but it wasn't you know it was just a bit sad really and then then lockdown eased a bit and then somebody said I really like a shout out for my child but can you bring it around afterwards and I was like oh maybe I can there's a business there there's a business <laughs> And then I had to do a bit of research to make it safe and all of that business. So um, we we found out, you know, if you make it the night before, if you bag it up, um, and then you can doorstop. So how long have you been doing this delivery business? The delivery started um, May, May, really. Right. Um, And then... um, yeah, and then it went. This is the most unusual thing that I've heard that's happened in COVID. Yeah, so it, it's called Bonkers Balloon Deliveries in Basingstoke and Beyond. So <laughs> I needed a title. Gave it, it gave it all. Where's Beyond then to you? Well, we have delivered to Suffolk, Ireland. We've put yeah. them in the post. They can actually travel. Yeah. They, they have. They've, we they've haven't had any pop yet. We, well, they had one, we had one issue, um, and then we sent them a replacement, and that was fine. <laughs> so how would you transfer a balloon to Ireland? Uh, you put it in a box. Yeah. You put they're it in a box. Got, they're, not, they're not um, helium. No, balloons. they're airfield, so you're right. not actually allowed to send helium in the post, um, which we, would, we don't use helium anyway. But um, if you just say it's How airfield. do they stay up, then? Explain. Um, you, you tie the knot tightly. <laughs> no, so I would twist the balloon... Um, and they can last, they're like flowers. I always explain that balloons are like flowers. They can last up to three weeks if you look after them nicely. Um, so they don't like hot weather. Um, they don't like extreme temperatures. So actually keeping them as cool as possible is a good thing. So if you want them to last forever, just stick them in the freezer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stick them in the freezer? Yeah, so latex um, 
because they're all natural products. It's a natural latex. I only use biodegradable latex products. Right. So you can. They do. They biodegrade. So if you don't want them to biodegrade, put them in the freezer. So I have had it so that I've made. Um, a friend of mine made a balloon dress. We made a balloon dress together, and they we made the balloon dress. They stuck it in the freezer. And then three, four months later, we went back and the dress was exactly the same. Blue dress was exactly the same as when we left it. So, yeah, they do last forever in the freezer. So, yeah, now, if anyone world. wanted to get hold of you, Crazy yeah. 2, yeah. how do they do the so-called get? I'll, I'll hand you over to the, uh, the marketing Over to the secretary of the company. <laughs> well, you, you've, you started the interview saying we were, you were in Balloonatics. And that's Becky's company, um, Balloonatic.biz. Balloonatic.biz, which is obviously the event side of the business. But the other side, uh, we talked about Bonkers Balloon Deliveries, and we've created a Facebook page. And the name of the uh, Facebook page is Bonkers Balloons Deliveries, Basingstoke and Beyond, because we've, we've posted them. But if you do a search in Facebook world with yeah. Bonkers Balloons, You'll see um, a little balloon logo, and that—that's us. I think it's a bonkers yeah. balloon. It's a balloon skeleton at the moment because of Halloween. So if you see that little logo, then um, we're there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to set you a challenge, Becky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do come in again and have a chat with us on on the weekly experience, for instance, and have a chat with me, Jack, and Jenny, or whatever. Bring some balloons with you. Yeah. And whilst we're having a chat about other topics, etc., etc., we'll get you to create something. Oh, lovely! A balloon live on the radio. Exactly. That's going to be a treat for the ears. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we need to teach Roger. Oh, I'll teach to do. Oh, yes, you can teach me yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 I, think we, I think we need to learn the classic. I, I will never. I, I I'll get the video say, cameras as well ready for yeah, you. Yeah, nice. The balloon dog and the balloon sword are the staple of the, the balloon world. So Excellent. everyone needs to learn that. I hope you bring plenty of balloons because there'll be plenty of popping. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Becky and Rachel there from uh, Bonkers Balloons. At Bonkers Balloons Deliveries, you can find them on Facebook if you fancy seeing some of their creations. They're doing lots of elf ones for Christmas, which would be ready. And interesting, are they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just sounds good. I think they should come in and we can do like a, um, an elf sculpture challenge. Yeah. Now, I have invited him in. I was going to mention this earlier on, actually. It's just reminded me that uh, once lockdown has been sorted, mm. of course, uh, usually on a Monday, we are at the Rainbow Cafe um, in the centre of Camberley. Age Concerns uh, Rainbow Cafe. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got some good news. Once a month, we are going to Basingstoke. Yay! Yay! Uh, yes, our first date is the 10th of December. So if you are in around Basingstoke and you fancy uh, getting yourself on a podcast, if you're a business, a uh, small individual or something that's got a story to tell, please do get in touch with us here. That's the team at SMJ Media. And you could be on a Buzz podcast very soon or on this weekly experience. Over in Basingstoke. In Basingstoke, yes. See you there. Got to say a big thank you to Mary uh, from the Willow Coffee House that has allowed us to be there. So grab yourself a coffee and cake and we'll just have a little chat with you. Mm. Simple as that. It'll be nice. Different location, be lovely. Yeah, Mm. it's quite nice there as well, especially downstairs where we'll be set up. So it'll be really nice and cosy. You can bring your little pooch as well because dog friendly as well in the cafe. Oh, that'll be lively. Okay, a very small microphone set up for him. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Uh, So that's starting on the 10th of December. That's when we hit Basingstoke. But uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, we will be back in Camberley as well. Yeah. Right. Should we do the answers to the quiz? Let's go for it. Farnborough 
is in New Jersey with a population of nearly 10,000. True or false, Beth? True. I'll go true. No, false. False, it is. Oh, well done, that man. Farnborough is not in America at all. Oh, okay. Hmm? Bit of a trick question there for me. Reading is a town in Berkshire for us. Is it a town in Ohio? Yes. I'm going no for that one. I can tell you it's false because it's a city in Hamilton County with over 10,000 population. One all, Jack. Question number three, the decider. Sally. (laughs) Sally. Surrey. True or false, Surrey is a city in North Dakota. Jack. Yes. Yes. It is true. It's a city in Ward County. And the last taken population was nearly 1,200. 1,200? Goodness me. There you go. So the results are today a bit of a draw. 2-2. Well done. Give you both a round of applause. Well done, Jack. (laughs) Cheers. Well done. (laughs) How did Alexa do? Alexa, how did you do on the quiz today? Sorry, I'm not sure. Nah, she's not sure. She's not sure about much, is she? She's a bit thick, isn't she? She's a bit she? Technology. Technology. She's got a very small brain. Oh. <laughs> Alexa, have you got a small brain? Hmm. I don't know mm. that one. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, say goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. I appreciate your team efforts today, ladies and gentlemen. Beverly, thank you. Thank you. It's been great fun again. Jack, thank you. Thank you. Right, we will see you next week on the weekly experience for more of the same, but in a slightly different order and slightly different guests. They'll be and, joining us. And new music. And new music as well. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weekly Experience. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Google and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcast.co.uk.